Twas the podcast before Christmas, already was Santa, and Mags in L.A. with her folks in Atlanta, the lights all a-twinkle, a chill in the weather, awaiting Eddie and Mags to be home all together. So that's Aww. as far as I got. I started the poem like an hour ago before the podcast, and I intended to get further, but you know, I got distracted with some phone calls and things. Um, but I was going to develop some themes about shopping and food and stockings and ornaments and all of that. We see but, where um, you were going. We see where you were going. Um, yeah. I actually have a poem as well. Do you really? Yes. When I found out you were writing a poem, I wrote a quick little poem. Um, however, I have to preface this saying, I thought this was coming out, this podcast episode was coming out on Christmas Eve. So just pretend it's Christmas Eve as you're listening to this. All right, and mine's, mine's pretty short as well. You ready? Yep. Twas the podcast before Christmas, Christmas Eve to be exact, parents waiting eagerly for their kids to come back. Bing bong, hear those podcast acoustics? I think it's time that we roll that intro music. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. What is the origin of Bing Bong? Bing like, Bong. I see that on TikTok all the time and it's, well, it's okay. fun, it's clever. So have you seen the original video of the guy who says it Mm-mm. in New York? Okay, so this is how it was explained to me. So if I am incorrect right now, understand that it's somebody else who told me. Technically, I'm not really incorrect. But I believe I was told that bing bong is like a noise that the New York subway makes. Uh, Obviously not exactly like that. But those videos that you see is this guy around New York and this one guy in particular who he's talked to a bunch – he says the whole bing bong, and then like now bing a lot of bong. people say it. Oh my gosh! It's also, pretty fun to say. I can see why it's very holiday oriented too. Hey, speaking <laughs> of corrections and questionable information, I have a couple of those myself. So okay. I want to just set the record straight. On our last podcast, you were correct. American Airlines is phasing out all of their screens, um, yep. and so there's still a few on on some of the planes, but mostly they're gone because they let people use their own screens. I, we could have just called. Aunt Sandy, my sister, because she's an American, American Airlines flight attendant, she would have sorted that out for us immediately. The other the, thing I got wrong last week was when I was in San Diego and you were in LA, and I said, yeah, it's only like a six-hour <laughs> drive. No, it's like a two-and-a-half-hour drive, um, maybe even closer to two, depending on traffic. I was thinking about LA to San Francisco. Because they're like the same hours. thing, yeah. Um, yeah, no, they're, not to- they're totally different. That is the quick way. To go to San Francisco is about six hours on the on the five, you know, basically just boring traffic, you know, uh, highway driving. But if you wanted an amazing drive, then you would take the Pacific Coast Highway, which takes, you know, it's about another hundred miles. It goes around the coast through all these little towns and, you know, amazing spots in Santa Barbara and Mount Carmel and, you know, San Jose and all this kind of See, stuff. See, I just and do what I, my GPS says. I just well, do. Well, your GPS wouldn't suggest that, but it was suggested to me as like a bucket list adventure at some point in your life while you're living in LA, drive the Pacific Coast Highway and take your time. Take like a couple days to get up to San Francisco and just stop and see what's along the way. 
because it's yeah. beautiful. It's like right along the coast. I think it's really funny because I written down on my podcast notes for today. First thing I wrote down was American Airlines doesn't have TVs, exclamation point, exclamation point, because I looked it up as well. I was like, as I was listening to that podcast, I was like, man, this this homie out here really calling me a liar. When I know that was bad. But, okay. you know, moral of the story is we try to get it right. And but you maybe not maybe don't rely on us for all your information. Yeah. <laughs> we'll set the record straight when we know we screwed up, too. Uh, to the best of our ability. <laughs> yep. You know what's been really frustrating me lately? What? This little notification on my phone anytime I try to do anything telling me that I need to buy more iCloud storage. <laughs> hmm. Here, here's the thing. I don't know anyone who actually like follows up on those things. I feel like people usually just like mass delete photos. And that's what I've been trying to do is transfer all my photos so I have more space. But man, I it was so funny. I was literally exchanging contact information with somebody the other day. And I hand them my phone and the whole notification pops up. And it's like, you urgently need to like buy more iCloud storage right now. And he goes, oh. And I was like, ah, oh, no, just click, click, click the cancel. We push that off. <laughs> we push that off as long <laughs> as humanly possible. It's the same principle as the uh, black tape over your check engine light on your car. Yeah, well, I'm not going to buy more iCloud storage. That's just something I'm not going to do on principle. I already bought the phone. I bought the storage that came with the phone. What is? What do you mean iCloud storage? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I have upgraded my iCloud storage at least a couple times just because I shoot so much video for my weekly videos. So and, you've given into you know, the hierarchy. You don't need to keep that stuff forever, but it's just growing and growing and growing. It's a great business model to be in. It's like sell, get everybody to put their whole lives online and digital and then sell them the, the, the space to keep that in the cloud. It's a great model. Mm. It's good to be Apple. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Yeah. I was talking to a friend at coffee the other day, actually, and he was he was trying to show me a picture on his phone and he like scrolled up to it because it was from a while ago and he clicked on it and it does the whole thing where it doesn't show you the actual picture or video yet. It's like very, very blurry and it says like downloading and he even brought that up. He was like, what do you mean downloading? Like I took this video on my phone. This video is on my, where'd you put it? Where, where did you take it to? Like, it was here. I was like, that's a really good point. Where, stop. Yep. Like, just let it I remember it be on when some of our devices, we would want to, you know, take pictures or shoot videos, maybe even doing TikToks. And it's like, nope, you don't have enough space on your phone. And we'd have to delete yep. something and then try it again and mm-hmm. kind of play that whole game. Finally, we just maxed out storage on our phone and on yeah. our devices generally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we want more more cloud storage for Christmas. Is that it? No, no. I just, I will genuinely, I think what I'm going to do, I'm, I'm in the process of it right now. I have 25,000 pictures and videos on my phone. I, wow. I know. I don't know why. There, some of them are literally from like 2014. <laughs> and I'm like, I was 12. How? I didn't even have a phone. Why are there pictures? <laughs> Um, but it takes so much time to go through all that. I know. And so I've literally been writing it down in my planner that every day I'm going to try and take like 500 to 1,000 pictures off of my phone, which means I have to go and select them, then download them because, again, iCloud took them someplace else. I don't know where. But download them, airdrop them to my computer, from my computer, drag them to a hard drive. 
So it's yeah, a process. Exactly. I'll be done. It all in takes time. And you know what else takes time, Maggie? What? Shopping. This like getting true. the ingredients to make the meals, meal planning, all that kind of stuff. And you know what? You could save a ton of time, especially around the holidays, by really taking advantage of one of our amazing sponsors, HelloFresh, which is America's number one meal kit. The holidays can be so hectic. People are traveling, people are coming home, people are shopping. But HelloFresh helps keep things simple with recipes that cut back on meal prep and cleanup so you spend less time in the kitchen and more quality time with your friends and family. HelloFresh meals are ready in about 30 minutes or less. Plus, with their quick and easy meals, 20-minute recipes, or low-prep and easy cleanup options, you can get food to the table even quicker so you spend more holiday time with loved ones. You can save, on average, over $65 per month when you order HelloFresh instead of grocery shopping. That's more money you can spend on presents and fun activities with loved ones. We really enjoy HelloFresh in our family. We've enjoyed it at home, both the kids in their environments at school or Maggie in Los Angeles. And it gives us peace of mind to know they're eating well and they've got great food being delivered to them. And also that they're learning about cooking and how to take care of themselves. In fact, with every HelloFresh meal, you get this amazing cool card of that recipe. So as you go further down the journey, you're actually building a pretty nice repertoire of meals that you can prepare and kind of like your own little personal cookbook. If you want to try HelloFresh, you can go to HelloFresh.com slash 14chaos and use the code 14chaos for up to 14 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash 14chaos to try HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. So didn't you just go to this big, amazing party for Spotify? I did. I went to Spotify Wrapped end of the year party. The whole like tagline was a totally normal party for 2021. Um, (laughs) Because it obviously like it's 2021. We wanted to be very safe. Everyone was required like vaccination card, COVID testing at the door or like that day, Um, which is, I think I've talked about this on here before. That's just a, a very parties like that I feel so comfortable in because you go inside and you you just know everyone around you is like does not have COVID and that's such a nice feeling um but it was so fun oh my gosh Gwen Stefani as you can tell my voice is actually pretty like painful right now because I was screaming my lungs out to Gwen Stefani me and my friends were like literally yeah she came to perform for us and we were at the very front, like literally us, the rail, her. Like it, it was so cool. She was incredible. Um, and it's just been so long since I've been to a concert that I forgot the energy it brings. It's just all the fun. And it was so, so cool. Um, it, was, it was a blast. Yeah. Yeah, she's pretty cool. I, I've always appreciated her music and her energy as a performer. Yeah. I um I didn't know how many songs of hers I knew uh, because I just, I knew the songs, but I didn't know like it was Gwen Stefani's song. Um, but yeah, she's written some, some hits. Absolutely. So who else was at this party? Was it like packed with people? It was, honestly, I have no idea how they make the guest list for these things because it's, it's like some people who work in social media, some actors, some musicians, um, 
like it's literally a very very random group but everyone was really fun I took Matthew was um the person I took and we had like we met up with some friends there but it was so fun Matthew came over and we got ready together and we um Oh man, I don't even know if I should reveal this, but I'm going to. If you go and look at the pictures that I posted or Matthew posted or some of the people with us, like Sophie, Dossie, um, Jake, and like just some of the people who we took pictures with, um, we have Q-tips in our hands. Q-tips? I don't know why, but Matt and I thought it would be so funny if like for these nice pictures, like Getty images and like all these like cool photo booths and everything they had there, if we subtly had Q-tips in our hands. (laughs) And so you just see us holding Q-tips, but again, like you'd have to look for it. Mine kind of looks like my nails because my nails were painted white. Um, But yeah, I think it's in my right hand. And it was the funniest thing to us that night. I I don't know why. I don't know why we thought of that, but yeah. <laughs> well, that's nice, and I'm glad you had fun. I know what you mean about knowing that nobody has COVID or nobody's tested positive. I just got back to, from San Diego and from a, a National Speakers Association event there, and same kind of thing. Like These were all high-level speakers, certified speaking professionals, and members of the Speakers Hall of Fame, so it was like 60 people, and it was mandatory that everybody had a recent COVID test before they showed up. But just, you know, it kind of opens it all up and liberates everybody from any kind of concerns, at least in that moment. And you can be much more uh, confident that you can hang out with people and just be yourself. Yeah. Hey, Mags, because it's uh, the podcast before Christmas, I thought I'd surprise you with some, some letters. These are actually Santa letters that you wrote when you were younger. Um, we actually made copies of these letters so that, you know, we could send them to Santa, but we have, we made copies here. You actually wrote to Santa, to Mrs. Claus, and also to Henry, you know, Our the elf. elf on the shelf. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah you covered all the bases. That's, so that was really nice of me. That was really nice of child me. I feel like we all need to write more letters to Mrs. Claus. Let her know we appreciate her. Exactly. You were always very thoughtful that way. You wrote a lot of letters to the Tooth Fairy. You always requested a reply. You wrote to Santa and Mrs. Claus and really anybody else you thought about. That's funny. So, So see if this sounds familiar. Dear Santa, please write to me. I am very lonely. Oh, wait. P.S. I really want a pink... Uh, kids Jeep, like the one my cousins Jackie and Haley have. Oh Love my Maggie gosh. Thurman. So I know the f- list was actually one, a big Jeep for kids, two, a baby alive that talks, three, <laughs> a girl elf for Henry. That's it. Love Maggie Thurman. P.S. If you have a dog elf, send them too. What does that even mean? I think you were thinking of like, you know, Henry... You wanted a girl for Henry. You wanted a, like a female elf. Or, so Henry had someone to hang out with. Mm-hmm. And then maybe a dog elf. Why not? There should mm-hmm. be dog elves too. We did get uh, a female elf. We did not get a scooter or a Jeep. No. Yeah. Santa must have been out of Jeeps that year. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Or maybe I- maybe he checked in with the parents and the parents were like, nah, it's not a good idea. Yeah. Can't remember. <laughs> What about a baby alive that talks? Did you get that one? I feel like yes. Right? Okay. I think so, actually. And then you wrote to Miss Claus. 
it's you didn't say Mrs. Claus, you just said Miss Claus. Dear Miss Claus, how are things? Please write to me. P.S. How was your baby? <laughs> Love Maggie Thurman. <laughs> This okay. must have been after, after we started watch watching the Santa, Santa Claus, Claus movie. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. P.S. How was your baby? Man, <laughs> that's so funny. And then, hi, Henry. I really miss you. Can you please come and visit me next week for the week? I'm very lonely, and I want you by my side. <laughs> Love. Why was I? <laughs> your owner... <laughs> That's not Maggie good. <laughs> I don't think I got how these elf on the shelves worked. Also, why was I such a lonely kid? <laughs> I don't know. You spent a lot of time in your room. Your owner, and you spelled it O-N-E-R. I literally read that word before I re- registered what did what you were saying. Oh my god! Yeah, your owner, Maggie Thurman. So anyway. <laughs> Santa's busy this week, boy, getting things ready, rocking and rolling. It's going to be an amazing time. Oh, man. That is funny. Did you write letters to Santa growing up? I don't know that I did. Um, But, yeah, I think I I wrote letters and mailed them. I mailed them to the North Pole. Um, I don't even know if I told my parents if I was doing it or if I just took care of it on my own. Um, And usually it worked out. We try to see Santa – like could sit on his lap and do the you know normal kid thing where you're like you tell Santa what you want. Santa needs a lot of help this time of year. Holidays can be stressful, which means a lot of people actually need some help right now, not just with what they're doing, but also with their mental health. And this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something that's interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, holiday stress, or tough relationships? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account at any time and send a message to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. So you never have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room again. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available too. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com wholesome. That's better H-E-L-P to join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. There's a special offer for Max and Dad's Wholesome Chaos listeners. You get a 10% discount off your first month at betterhelp.com wholesome. You were talking about something before the podcast. You and mom were talking about this Uber Eats scandal. What was that about? Tell me more. Well, yeah. um, We saw this in our next door, which is kind of like an online neighborhood community update of some things that are happening. You know, you can keep track of what's going on, if there's crime in your area or just whatever, construction, things like this. Well, um, apparently there's been a rash of Uber Eats situations where – 
people are having their food actually eaten by their Uber Eats driver. Like they're taking it literally. They're like, <laughs> Uber eats your food. Oh and my so gosh. like, you know, it's showing up with, with your sandwiches half eaten or, or you never really got your sandwich at all and your driver just never showed up. Wait, okay. So <laughs> like, are we talking? That, maybe I'm getting this slightly wrong, but yeah, maybe the yeah, fries are gone. Or, I was about to say, there's a huge difference I'm not saying either is right, but one is definitely worse of saying, oh, there's some hot fries next to me. I'm going to take one and I'm going to go half seas on that chicken sandwich. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's something I never thought about really until now and something now I will never be able to not think about again. Well, <laughs> that's why that's why a lot of Uber Eats food, the car- not the carriers, but the, the like um, – stores themselves like seal them in a way that you can tell if the seal's broken. Yes. Yeah, you can tell if the seal's broken, which is the way to go and I'm sure that it's completely, you know, legit, but if check your food, make sure the seals aren't broken and, uh, <laughs> and yeah. that your food is not half eaten. What would you do? Like what would be the recourse if you pay for your food and Uber Eats driver shows up and they leave and It depends on I how hungry I am. Them. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, people got to eat. And so if, if you... <laughs> <laughs> Uber Eats can make good money, though. Like, I you was think? talking to someone the other day. On Uber Eats, I know someone who makes like $35 an hour. But you... And they never go hungry. And they never go hungry. <laughs> they never go hungry. <laughs> Free meal included. <laughs> no. Oh, my god. That reminds me of like when I was in, in college and I used to do all this walk-around entertainment and which was fun. It was so great because it was really the only time I practiced my skills and stuff too. Um, I would drive to Atlanta and go to these big corporate parties where they're spending a lot of money on entertainment and music and bands and decorations. And, and then they would hire entertainers like jugglers and magicians and stilt walkers or whatever. And I'd be there and I'd get to do a lot of my skills over the 40, you know, but maybe like three or four hours of the party. Well, they always had these like, great buffets and stuff. And the entertainers aren't like technically supposed to eat at these parties, but I always found a way to like swing by while I'm juggling, distract the audience, go by, take some shrimp off the, uh, the old shrimp bar or something like that. And, yeah. you know, it, it, it was kind of a nice perk of the, of the whole situation. I don't know that they're actually having those same kinds of parties anymore, but, um, yeah, Boy, that was a great time of life. I feel like I feel sure. like that principle applies to a lot, though. You know, like you're working in something, and you kind of just realize the the unspoken perks. I've I've done that a lot with <laughs> like masks. Like you go somewhere to work, and and you have your mask, but you kind of ask, and you're like, "Hey, do you guys actually have extra?" And you just take another, and then you can use that one for like the next six months. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Buy new masks, guys. I actually, Dad, I just got a bunch of new masks, and I've I've never been excited about masks coming in, but I got a bunch of the MN95s in black, so they're like cool. Oh, cool. Um, and I remember when I ordered them on Amazon, it was like fifteen dollars, and it said for five, and I was like, okay, that's kind of expensive, but I get it. It's a good mask. Um, I ordered it. There was like 15 pouches of five. There are so many. I have so many. I started giving them out to my friends and saying like, Merry Christmas. Like, here you go. 
And they they were yeah, really grateful. Yeah, stuffers. Bring some of those home with you. It was, I will, I will. Blythe tried one on yesterday because uh, we were going out. And she was like, wait, this is incredible. Like, I like this mask so much more than the others. And I told her, I said, once you go MN95, MN you don't go back. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're going to be doing a lot of traveling with, um, you know, coming home and back. And then you're acting and all that kind of stuff, too. Yeah, and I was going to see if you made it a whole podcast without mentioning Blythe, but you just did. So we got the Blythe name drop, and you know this podcast is complete. You've checked the Blythe box. Oh my gosh, that's I still haven't met this girl, but I'm looking forward to it. Maybe when I'm there in January. Yeah. (laughs) So I have a question, Maggie. This comes from Morocco. Have you? We've never been to Morocco. I would love to go to Morocco at some point. And this is from Adnan in Morocco, who says, "Hello, Mr. Thurman, and hello, Maggie. I just want to tell you how much I admire you and your family. You've brought so much joy to my life through your podcasts and TikToks. Doesn't that feel great to hear that, Maggie? Yeah, that's really sweet. Thank you. And he says, "I'm expecting my first child in two months, and I can't help but wonder day and night." how I can be a great parent to my future baby boy. It seems that you have that figured out. So you can, can you give some tips or advice on how to be closer to my kid and have a great relationship as special as yours? Wow. Um, we don't have it figured out, Adnan, but we, we just really never took it for granted. You know, we, I think, looked at our kids as miracles, as complete, wonderful people, each with their own personality and needs and desires and expressions and kind of try to create the the environment in which they could feel comfortable and safe and ask questions and be curious. Um, and for me, I mean, there's a lot of great information out there. Read a lot of books. Look for parenting people who resonate with you in terms of the tips and advice that makes the most sense. Think about your own upbringing and what works and what you want to keep or what didn't work and you want to supplement with some different ideas and different skills. And also um, just create the, the, the environment where you can be honest 100% of the time with your kids. Tell them when you don't have it all figured out, you could share with them things you're working on yourself. And by creating that open communication, what you do is by sharing your vulnerabilities. Now, sometimes as a parent, you, you need to be the strong one and say, look, let me, let me, I got this. Let me show you how to get through life. And other times you can reveal to them, mom and dad are figuring that's this out too. It, we're all trying to figure this out together and creating that environment where we can all ask questions together um, is I think what's helped our family. You know what? I tell you what, we can, we can get into that a little bit more next week. So next week's podcast is going to be really exciting and fun. We've actually rented a studio in Atlanta, and Eddie, Maggie, and Shay, and, and myself will all be there together, the entire family. And so we're going to talk more about family issues on that podcast, as well as some more insights about Eddie's life and Shay so that people can get to know them a little bit better as well. So thank you for the question, and uh, have fun in Morocco. Yeah, my two cents on that as well. Um, Don't underestimate the kid's role in the relationship. Uh, A positive parent-child relationship, half of it's the child. Um, You could be the best parent in the world. Uh, You're still only half of the equation, like (laughs) if that makes sense. Like I know my parents have talked about, they know some incredible, they have some incredible friends who are incredible parents and like, you can try and try your hardest, but like it takes two people. And sometimes also, okay, let me formulate my thoughts. 
Kids are also different. If you have more than one kid, your relationship is not going to be copy and paste for each one. Like, you got to get to know them and also work off of how they work as humans. Um, and so I don't, I don't know if that makes sense. And honestly, we'll talk about it a lot more next week, as we mentioned. But yeah. Just a real quick question on that, though, Maggie. So let's say you're a parent and you're trying everything that you think should work to reach your kid or to help them or to create a conversation or an opportunity for them to achieve something or whatever. You're just trying to help and they're not receptive to your help. Like when you're just coming up against a brick wall. Yep. I mean, being patient is one thing, being creative. Um, but I think the main thing is just you can't ever give up on your kids. Yes, but it's so important, I think, to understand how different our generations are. Um, like I think that's one thing that I, I'm a pretty open person. I kind of always was that kind of kid, but like a lot of a lot of my friends and like a lot of our generation were more closed off and so when parents come at it a very much like tell me tell me everything about your life like like you just should um that usually doesn't have a great response with my generation i'd say um the whole like like i deserve to know about your life because i'm your parent i don't think usually goes well um and so like kind of finding out an approach that works with them and learning more about our generation and how they work because we're, we're all different. Yeah, and it is hard as, as a parent because we, when you finally get to a point in your generation where you have a job, you, have a, you are a parent, you have things going on, you have your favorite music, you have like, you figured out your life and then now there's this whole new generation with a whole new set of everything. Mm-hmm. And to stay curious and interested in all of that takes time and effort and intention. It doesn't happen accidentally. So um, ask them to tell you more about what's going on with them and and be ready to learn and be slow to start lecturing, which is where I often kind of go off the rails. I, I want to jump to, let me help you with that really, really don't, quickly. Don't assume you know everything about situations Um, I think it's a parental instinct for sure to be like, oh, well, this is what you should do to make this situation better. But the thing is, and this is not me being like a, oh man, I'm trying to figure out a good way to say this. Our situations, life is just so different because of the age that we grew up in where it's like all social media. Every single interaction has like, repercussions that a bunch of people can see literally it's an age where you can make a comment on somebody's Instagram post and then like four people text you and be like hey I saw that is like like and they read into it because like everything just has like really big repercussions that a lot of the times when I think parents look at certain situations they don't even think about that because that was never a thing when they were growing up it was like you just have a conversation with one person you know, 5 million people aren't going to know about it. Um, But yeah, so just going into the conversations, understanding everyone has something to learn. Nobody knows everything. And less of a, well, here's what you should do immediately. Tell me more about that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's so scary though. 
I mean, the idea that every interaction has these repercussions that go on that you don't even, you can't even control. And some parents' tendency is to say, well, then you can't do that. Like, we're not going to let you have Instagram or you're not even going to have a phone and which is a social handicap to your kid at a certain point. Now, Adnan's question was about a newborn. So obviously you've got a lot of great years where it's all about unconditional love and affection and time and space and bonding in this deep, rich environment, creating memories that you get to impressions upon their psyche that are going to be with them for their entire life. And really it all comes down to knowing that they're loved. People need to know that they're loved. Yeah. That's exciting though. Congrats on the, congrats on the baby. That's so fun. Yeah. (laughs) That is exciting. Did you know Jennifer Lawrence is having a baby? I did not. That's so exciting. I just, that, that I noticed that today. I saw a video. She was being interviewed and she's all pregnant and stuff and apparently married. (laughs) I didn't know that either. Who's she married to? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That is okay. That's okay. I'll look it up later. Again, don't come to Mags and Dads for all your facts. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So it would appear that I have just been sent a few more Christmas letters that I wrote. Um, Okay. Here's one to Santa. It says, Dear Santa, so I have one more thing, T-H-A-N-G, to add on my wish list. One more thing. A, uh, should have been Anne. It's okay. We learned from our mistakes. A iPod Touch. Please bring a iPod Touch, period. Please write to me, period. Love, Becky Thurman. You always wanted that response to your communication. That's- I just wanted to be validated, you know? I wanted, I put in the time. Um, here's another one. This just looks like a sticky note that I wrote to our elf. I said, Henry, please come from a day, but appear in my room. Oh my goodness, I could not spell. And Henry. No, you had issues. And Henry, cookies, Santa, Mrs. Claus. I, and I, I drew a, a cookie jar, and inside I put Santa and Mrs. Claus. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I did that. Um, last thing I have here, is this, is this a Christmas letter, Mom? Or is this just a letter? No, it's from her writing She says it's from a writing journal. Oh, see, I don't even know if I want to read this because by the handwriting, I can tell it was years later. All right, I'll just go for it. It's called Hero and Legend. I think that my mom and dad should be turned into heroes. They are both great parents. They seem to juggle it all. (laughs) They both are amazing. Honestly, they don't need to be turned into heroes because they are already my heroes. Very sweet. This second one is called In a Mood. When I'm in a bad mood, a few things cheer me up. The first is exercising. (laughs) E-X-R-I-S-I-S-I-N-G. The second is watching Modern Family. (laughs) Also, reading philosophy. Always look someone in the eye, even if they are blind. Just say, I am looking you in the eye. Oh, it's it's philosophy. Do you remember that episode? The episode of Modern Family called Philosophy. I don't know if it's called Philosophy, but it's the one where Phil wrote down a bunch of different, um, like 
he he wrote it for uh, Haley when she went to when she went to college. He wrote Haley okay. a book, and one of them was always look someone in the eye, even if they are blind. Just say, "I am looking you in the eye," right. and if you love something, set it free. Unless it's a lion, then call animal control. <laughs> I remember Modern Family very distinctly because it was a topic of argument in our house for a bit because I really wanted to watch it, but it came on at like eight on Wednesdays or something. I don't know. That might be wrong. Um, but it, that was a school night. And also you guys were like, you're a little young. Maybe you shouldn't be watching it. But I was like, no, this is a family bonding thing. I can stay up a little later. Um, And finally... People often comment that I remind them of Phil Dumphy. Yeah, they do. (laughs) I take that as a compliment, by the way. Phil's incredible. He's a big role model of mine. Big hero to me. That's such a good show. (laughs) That show is so funny. Yeah, we didn't watch all of it, but we definitely watched the early seasons and... And and totally dug it. It might still be going on. Is I'm not it really? Sure. I'm I'm not I don't sure. Know. More don't information trust us that for we all are your information, sure kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Because we don't know. We truly don't. All right. I do have a question and we can get this in before we close the show. This one comes from New Zealand, another place I really want to go. It's on my bucket list. I hear it's just amazingly beautiful. Hi, Mags and Dan. Sending love from New Zealand. I was just wondering if you had any advice or tips for public speaking. My wedding is coming up in January. I've never been good at speaking in public, and I'm a bit nervous about all the attention and eyes being on me. I'm also not great at articulating my feelings into words, and I'm worried my vows are going to sound generic and cheesy. Thanks, Jess. Anything you want to say to Jess, Mags, before I jump in? Um, you go for it, because I'm personally not great at public speaking. <laughs> Right. Well, I've had a lot of practice with it and uh, some involvement at weddings too, officiating weddings. Um, and I would say a couple things. Um, number one, your wedding should be about you and your connection with your with your husband or wife. I'm not sure if Jess is a uh, male or female in this instance, but just your connection with your spouse, it's really about a very personal expression. So rather than worrying about how you're being perceived in your vows by anyone else, just just say, what do I want to say to my spouse? What do I want to say to this person I'm promising the rest of my life to? And as specifically as you can, um, tell them what you think and what you promise and what you vow to them as you venture forward into this this path together. Um, It doesn't have to be exciting. It doesn't have to be amazing. It just has to be honest and true and wonderful. Now, when you do say things at the wedding, you might want to welcome everyone, thank them for coming, recognize different friends and family members who are there, and just express your appreciation in general for everyone about public speaking. we, we think about it as if it's this big hurdle that we have to get everything exactly perfect in order for it to go well. And that's not it at all. It's not about perfectness. It's about honesty and just presence in the moment and being most naturally yourself. Instead of thinking like, I've got to put on all these extra layers of, of something in order to be perceived as a good speaker, you just have to be you. And it's as if you're just talking to one person Everyone is on your side. Everyone is there for you. And, and all you need to do is to smile and say thank you and just express from your heart 
what you're feeling at that moment and it will go great. Um, in fact, it's less about writing something exactly and expressing it and more about just maybe having some thoughts or ideas that you wanna share. And then in the moment, just share those ideas. It'll come to you, you're gonna do great and congratulations on your wedding. Um, second part to Jess's comment, Mags, is, by the way, I love the podcast and look forward to listening every week on my daily walk. Your positive father-daughter relationship makes me so happy and makes me miss my dad a lot. This is the longest I've ever gone without seeing my parents in person, about four months due to not being able to travel outside of our city to see them because of the lockdown in New, New Zealand. We're finally allowed to travel a couple days, though, in a couple days, and I can't wait to see them and meet my very first nephew. Congratulations, Jess. As my dad said, that is so exciting. If you need someone to officiate, my dad's done it a few times. And as he just said, we want to go to New Zealand. So we'll see you there. Just kidding. (laughs) But I hope your day is so special. Um, And thank you guys all so much for listening. Uh, If you guys want, you can go to our website and you can see some resources, um, some motivational stuff, and some other of our socials, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, that's only me. My dad doesn't use Snapchat. But all of our socials are Maggie Thurman and Dan Thurman, except on TikTok, my dad is Maggie's dad123. You can ask your questions at wholesomechaos.com. And this podcast drops every Wednesday on all of the podcast channels and on Thursday on YouTube. So make sure you check that out, however you want to receive it. And Maggie, I got a request that we should actually be doing podcasting more than once a week because people just want more of it. Um, what, what would you, I mean, could you imagine doing more than one pod, podcast a week? I cannot imagine that right now with where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's wholesome chaos around here. We're just trying to hold on to what we're doing and keep it going and keep it growing. So subscribe to the podcast mm-hmm. and we promise we'll keep bringing you all of our best every Wednesday and Thursday. And we'll see where it goes from there in 2022. Amazing. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. And we will see you next week uh, with all the family together. That'll be the last podcast before the end of 2021 and the start of the new year. So I can't wait to see you in Atlanta, Maggie. I love you. I love you too. And we love you, everyone. Take care. Have a great week. Bye, guys. Max and Dads. Wholesome chaos. Max and Dads. So did you see anybody famous at the Spotify thing? Yeah. (laughs) Other than Gwen Stefani? Yeah. Like who? Drop some names. No, that's weird. (laughs) What? That's what we we want. What does it rhyme with? I saw Kanye. I saw J-Lo. I saw um, Ariana Grande. I saw all these are lies, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.